The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Oh, do I feel good this afternoon? The week is almost over. The weekend's almost here, but you have decided to join us live, and we thank you for that. This is the Early Edge and our Week 11 NFL Props Extravaganza. And I tell you what, we are fired up today because when you talk about everything that's coming down the pike, there is so many moving parts, so many injuries. You need my experts to get you through the weekend. So with all that being said, let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them, you love them, and we're back to full strength this week because our main man, Uncle Dave, is back. We hate it whenever he misses a show. It was a couple weeks. David, just, I'm just saying, you were the only one that's missed a show. I'm saying that we're back to full strength. I'm the only slacker of this group. <laughs> now, I will say this. I will say this. By the way, Buckus is in the chat. If you want any questions for him, put them in there in real time. Now, who gets our 15 seconds this week, gentlemen? Who gets this 15 seconds? Apparently, um, EC does because he went four out of five. Dave went three out of five. Probably not the best week on the show, but had a great week at the site. So, EC, I will take a step back. 15 seconds is yours. Well, Coach, I'll keep it short. Every blind squirrel gets a nut. That's all I have to say about this. Beating these two guys for one week probably won't happen again. They're the gurus. I'm just happy to have a good week and contribute every now and then. You know, I always tell my son when we're out on the golf course, only positive things come out of your mouth. Because whatever comes out here comes out here is how you live. Only positivity from you moving forward. But, Coach, you, these you are the are two best. These are the two best. But you can't expect to beat the best all the time. You can still say positive. You say, hey, man, I feel really good about that week. Felt really solid. Changed up a few things. I think I can have two weeks in a row. See how You did give different? me good advice. You did give me good advice. I do want to credit you for that. So thank you. Okay. All right. Bucket says EC is so humble. Shut up, Buckets. <laughs> Thank you, Buckets. It's been a long day with Buckets today, Dave. It's been a long day with When buckets. is it not? Thank you. Thank you. The problem is he keeps hitting his bets. Like he keeps he had one bad well, day yesterday. And somebody said today, they they said he's more worried about entertainment than he is about his picks. And he cashed one in the first 30 minutes today just to dunk on that person's head. It's what he does. Now he does. We're also going to cash tickets this week. This is going to be our week. This is going to be our best week. So what do you do when you need a really powerful week? When you need to come out strong out of the gate? Apparently you have two kicker props. And that's where we're going to start. So, so EC, you can't make it up. Where are we starting today? 
Coaches, I love kicker props. We hit one last night with Justin Tucker. So let's go back at it. Brandon McManus over one and a half field goals at minus 120. You know, we've gotten a trend. You've mentioned that, you know, you, you like to you find a trend and you just want to stick with it week after week. Well, the Titans have allowed two or more field goals in five straight and eight of nine games this season. They've made or they've given up 25 made field goals in nine games, almost three a game. And then, coach, I know you hate when I do things like this, so I just can't help myself. Brandon McManus has a very interesting trend this year. He has alternated single and multiple field goal games all season. One, three, one, three, one, three, one, four, one. You know what that means, coach? He's due for three or four. I'm rolling with three. I think McManus over one and a half field goals at minus 120 is a good value. I go on so many interviews and so many shows, and I say, man, I have the greatest cappers in the world at my fingertips. Really, what's some of their theories, and how do they go about it? Oh, it's just they go opposite week to week. <laughs> the trend. You want trends? I gave you a trend. Dave. Yes. Two professionals just talking right here. Sure. Can you please give me a kicker prop without saying it's going back and forth, back and forth like a teeter-totter? I like Matt Prater over one and a half field goals at plus 104 because when the day of the week ends in an even number, he always gets a couple of, no, that's, that's not what it is. Look, first of all, I got to apologize for what I did last week when I talked about Devin Singletary. I did write up why I didn't like him, but I said on the stream that he stinks. That was totally disrespectful, totally out of character for me. I apologize to Devin Singletary who whipped my ass by going for 150 yards against the Cincinnati Bengals on my bench on my fantasy team. All right. Prater, over one and a half field goals, plus money, 104. Prater made four field goals last week in Kyler Murray's debut with the Arizona Cardinals. This is a different Cardinals offense, obviously, because Murray's on the field. Murray looked great, by the way. Remember that name for your fantasy teams. We're not going to talk about the other weeks for Prater. They don't matter. Different offense now with Murray under center. And Prater has a leg, too, coach. Over 50 yards on two of his kicks last week. It's proof positive that the Cardinals coaches will lean on him for a long ball. And Houston, okay, you want a trend? EC, pay attention. This is a trend. <laughs> Kickers make two or more field goals in six straight games. Count them. Six straight. And kickers have attempted at least three field goals in three of the past four. That's it. That's all I got to say. Matt Prater over one and a half field goals plus 104. I gave you similar stats. I did. Sometimes you got to let the spin breathe. Sometimes you got to let the spin breathe. And then he knocks off the microphone to let it all play out. I caught the mic too. That was smooth, Dave. That was smooth, big boy. Now, I know you're, many of you are asking me, where am I going to make these kicker props? Well, I'm going to tell you right here, right now. At BetMGM, they provide all of the numbers for early edge. Now, new BetMGM customers can sign up today and get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome, with bonus code EDGE200. That's bonus code EDGE200. Now, Proppy, I'm coming to you because – People may not realize we don't do every single game on the prop show anymore. We only go into positions. So we have two kicker props on the board. But I want to go to rushing props and maybe fading, I don't know, maybe a running back who happens to play from time to time in Green Bay. What do you got? 
Coach, yeah, I've got a pair of running back props starting with Aaron Jones, Coach. We're going to go under 54 and a half rushing yards. It has just not been a good season for Aaron Jones, particularly as a rusher. He's been pretty adequate as a receiver out of the backfield, but as far as the rushing metrics are concerned, no bueno. He is dead last in breakaway yards. 37th out of 44 running backs that qualify uh, in success rate. 31st out of 44 in elusive rating. So just not been very good for Aaron Jones. He's had a lingering hamstring issue that's plagued him all season long. Coach been in and out of the lineup. He's also not playing a lot either. He's yet to eclipse a 60% snap share or rushing attempt share in a single game. He's seeding a lot of work to A.J. Dillon, who has been better than Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon hasn't been very good himself. So I think this is a really good spot to fade Aaron Jones against the Chargers defense. That's not very good, but they are particularly worse against the pass than they are the rush. The run defense has also played better recently, Sam's that game against the Detroit Lions. So I'm going to fade Aaron Jones under 54 and a half rushing yards. And then another running back that I like, and we're going to back again coach that's james cook gonna go over 51 and a half rushing yards cook's averaging 61 and a half rushing yards per game but what interests me or i think is worth highlighting here is he's averaging 77 rushing yards per game in buffalo wins compared to their losses he gets a lot of work when buffalo is it a neutral or positive game script they're seven point favorites against this jets team so i do think we're going to see him get work we know ken dorsey just got five the Bills offensive coordinator. It's going to be Joe Brady calling plays for Buffalo. It's anticipated that he's going to be more conservative, lean into uh, James Cook, who's been very effective. This guy is over five yards per carry since he's entered the league, over five yards per carry this season as well. Playing against a Jets defense, that's a significant run funnel as well. Slightly as a byproduct because they're so good as a pass, a defensive pass unit, number one in PFS coverage grade, and it's just the path of least resistance. They're just worse against the rush, so you see teams go run heavy against them. When these teams hooked up early in the season, week one, James Cook had a big day in that matchup. James Cook has also been phenomenal. Running back four in success rate, very consistent. It's just the workload and the usage that's been inconsistent. So I think they're going to feature him heavily, Coach. I think he's going to easily eclipse 51 rushing yards on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bills move forward offensively. Uh, a little shocking that Ken Dorsey got the axe, and certainly Josh Allen did not like it at all and took it on his shoulders yesterday. So, Dave, let me come over to you. Because years ago in the WWE, you probably remember this, I, I worked with a guy named Rico, and I loved him, man. He, Rico was a lot of fun, but he knew nothing about football. And now we've got, in the rushing prop category, another man named Rico. Who do you like this week? It's Rico Dowdle, and I don't know how much he knows about wrestling, but I know that he knows how to run the football. If you watch the Cowboys play last week, you would see what Dowdle's capable of doing, and that's why I'm going to take the over on his rushing yards. Over 26 and a half rush yards. It's about half of what it is for James Cook and Aaron Jones at minus 123. Think about this. Tony Pollard, who's starting running back for the Cowboys, needed the first 20 minutes of the game to get – over 20 yards. Rico Dowdle, his second carry went 21 mm. yards. He might be 
the better running back in Dallas. And here's the thing. That second carry that Dowdle had, that was the sixth play of the game for the Dallas Cowboys offense. So you think about Rico Dowdle, oh, he's the backup in, in Dallas. No, no, no. He's the 1B in Dallas. And if Tony Pollard isn't careful, Rico Dowdle, wrestler or not, he's going to be the 1A. And even if he's the 1B, which he might be, how many Bs can I say? Killer Bs. I don't know. <laughs> there could be garbage time against Carolina. Cowboys are putting up points like crazy. Dowdle would be the one to handle the garbage time. You don't think he can get 30 yards either as the 1B running back for the Dallas Cowboys or the garbage time guy or both? This is my favorite prop of the week, Coach. Rico Dowdle, over 26 and a half rushing yards, minus 123. So you're saying he's the Sia Najad of the rush game. I call Sia 1B. He, he's my uh, backup. Yeah, so sorry. I did, probably didn't make that very clear. It's but all good. That's what it is. Thank you. Favorite prop of the week. For those of you who are new to our little brand, perk up your ears when you hear that from Uncle Dave. I'm just saying. Now, <clears throat> you guys know my guys are very, very expensive. I got to pay those pesky little bills. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's going to be a great matchup. Eight and two teams, UNLV Air Force on the CBS Sports Network. By the way, Jared says, I love the play, Uncle Dave. All right, you've got the Jared stamp of approval. All right, EC, you've been sitting there like a good little boy for the last five minutes or so, but now you get to play. You get to get back into the sandbox. And this week, the Miami Dolphins are playing at home. They're coming off a loss in Germany that was very un-Dolphin-like. But this week, with the Raiders coming to town, it should be a spike week for the whole team. Who do you like? Well, you would think so, Coach. But I've been on Jalen Waddell. I've been had a few of his props earlier in the year. Didn't go as well for me as I had hoped. But we're going back to the well this week, over 63 and a half receiving yards at minus 110. So the Raiders play zone about 80% of the time. Since week five against the zone, Jalen Waddell has a 23% target share and more than a 33% air yard share, which is pretty impressive. Now, the Raiders have only given up one 100-yard receiver this year, Amon Ross St. Brown, but nine receivers are over this number against them. Jalen Waddell has only done this once since week two, but I think this is his week against the Raiders, who won't let Tyreek Hill blow them over the top. I think a little bit shorter passes. You're going to see volume from Jalen Waddell. And to get, I'm saying, 75 or so yards in that ballpark. So I'd play it up to that number. I know it's a little bit higher than usual, but I'd play that over 63 and a half. And then let's go to Green Bay and go with the rookie, Jaden Reed from Michigan State, over 35 and a half receiving yards at minus 110. 
He's over this in six of his nine games, including having 80-plus yards in two of his last three. He ranks 12th in the NFL in deep targets among all wide receivers. Not too bad. He plays 80% in the slot, and the Chargers give up about the ninth most receiving yards to slot receivers in the last six weeks. The Chargers have also allowed 18 receivers to cross this mark this year. I think Jaden Reed will be number 19. Maybe you want to throw in Dobbs or Christian Watson as number 20 because they're averaging about two a week that go over this against them. The only thing that scared me, that has scared me, you see, about Packers prop bets this year is like there's no rhyme or reason to who's getting the ball, who's healthy, who's playing, who's not playing. Do you worry about that at all? I think a little bit. I was I was texting with Proppy about this yesterday, actually, when I let him know the Jaden Reed play. And he says, well, they have Romeo Dobbs. They have, you know, they could throw it to Aaron Jones out of the backfield, Christian Watson. I just think they love and, and Reed have a nice connection. He's going deep to him. We could hit this on one pass, Coach. So I'm feeling like, hey, two catches, 40 yards. That seems accurate for Reed at the worst case. All right. I like that Proppy's become kind of the Stephen A. Smith of the early edge prop show. Everything has to be cleared through him. And then we're all good. As long as make sure. Oh, I, coach, I, I, I was clearing because I, I didn't want to bug Uncle Dave. I was clearing uh, Proppy yesterday with fantasy questions. I'm like, <laughs> Uncle Dave didn't want to hear from me on a Thursday. So I'm texting Proppy, please help, please help. And he did. Well, so thank you, Proppy. We all know that Dave has you blocked anyway. It would have been yeah. pointless for you to try and do that. So Naturally. That's what it is. <laughs> Dave, I'm coming right back to you. Because yeah. I love saying this guy's name. And he is over the last couple of years really cashed a lot of tickets for us. Who am I talking about? You're talking about former Miami Hurricane and current Cleveland Brown, David Njoku. Fun name to say, fun guy to tail because the guy gets gets uh, catches in this case. Over three and a half of them at minus 101. I was going to say fantasy points because that's the world that I'm usually in. But not on this show. No way. All right. Over in four straight games, he's had four more catches. That's what that means. And he's been over three and a half receptions in all but two games this year, including week four against the Ravens when he had six catches from a quarterback named Dorian Thompson Robinson. That's the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns the rest of the way. Najoko has an 18.5% target share this season, but in his past four games, that number has ballooned to 25.6. Think about that. One-fourth of every pass attempt by the Cleveland Browns has gone to David Njoku. All we need is four catches. DTR threw to him 20.6% of the time on a low A dot, and that's an important thing to think about. We're not looking at the yardage here for David Njoku. We're looking at him as a short area target, a check down guy, someone for Dorian Thompson Robinson to lean on. And the Steelers, at some point in this game, probably won't mind those short throws as the clock ticks down and the Steelers pull away theoretically with a victory. Yes, this prop can win by halftime, but more importantly, it's going to win at some point. Najoku is going to get at least four grabs against the Steelers over three and a half receptions minus 101. I love to read these things. Mike M says, I just got this play at plus 110. Thank you, Uncle Dave. In real time. We tell you all the time, you got to watch this show live. By Sunday, this thing either will be six yards away or it'll be minus 160. Either way, Uncle Dave moves lines. Hashtag, it pays to watch live. Now, Proppy, coming back to you, big boy, because the Jets have been very, very frustrating this year. But if there is one guy, and I mean one guy, 
that has been consistently brilliant, it would be who? Yeah, Coach, it'd be Garrett Wilson, and it's a shame that Zach Wilson is his quarterback because if this guy had a viable quarterback, Garrett Wilson would be talked about amongst the elite wide receivers, truly having a fantastic season. That's why I like him over 65 and a half receiving yards against a Bills defense coach that has actually been Poor, not only poor, very poor, since they have suffered some key significant injuries. Tredavious White, Matt Milano, this is not the same Bills defense. Then when we're talking about Garrett Wilson, he has been just phenomenal. He is the wide receiver three, third overall in ESPN's open score. Uh, he's had 12-plus targets in five of six games. He's averaging 91 yards over his last four games. He has elite route participation, target share, air yard share everything he just lacks a viable quarterback even with a guy as bad as Zach Wilson he's still producing at an elite level I like this matchup for him I do believe that they're going to have uh they're going to be trailing against this Bills team as a result having to air the ball out and again number one in target share he draws more targets at a higher percentage than any wide receiver in the NFL Give me Garrett Wilson over 65 and a half receiving yards, coach. Awesome. And would you perhaps, I don't know, also like a wide receiver from the West Coast, perhaps? I don't like him, Coach. I love him. We're talking about Brandon Ayuk going over here with him. Over 67 and a half receiving yards. This actually might be my favorite prop so far this week. Certainly one of them. Again, uh, what I love about this one is this is where the matchup meets the road. So we've got Brandon Ayuk who is having a spectacular season. Uh, the, the 49ers don't throw the football a lot, but when they do, he is the engine of this passing offense. He leads the NFL in basically every single receiving category and or receiving metric, I should say. Not the raw statistics like catches and receptions, but the stuff that's really important that I look for. Uh, but one thing he does lead the NFL is he is targeted more in the splash zone, which is deep down the field, but the middle of the field, that is, uh, that, that's where the bread and butter, that's where the spike games come from. It's hard to complete passes on the boundary of the field. But when we talk about the middle of the field, that's where we have the highest success rate, especially down the deep middle of the field. Now he's playing a Bucks defense that gives up more splash plays than any defense in the NFL. So this is where the 49ers are going to attack this Bucks defense. It's going to be deep down the middle of the field and they're playing playing the worst defense at covering specifically that area. And then on top of that, the 49ers are the most aggressive team uh, that attack that portion of the field. So I love this spot for Brandon Ayuk. If the Bucks can push the 49ers in this matchup, he has just ridiculous upside. I'm talking, wouldn't surprise me if he goes for a buck 50, 200 yards. Obviously that requires a willing dance partner and the Bucks to score a lot. I don't think that necessarily has a high probability, but I do think while this game is close, while we have a neutral game script or game environment, uh, Brandon Ayuk is going to receive a ton of targets and he is going to have some huge, huge plays and opportunities in this game, or should I say prop opportunities, coach? That's why I love him. I like his longest reception, uh, and I love his receiving yards. He could get this on one or two catches. I hate to do this, but I just got a text. And I want you to guess, Proppy, who the text is from. It says, and I quote, Coach, 
matchup meets the road isn't the saying rubber meets the road just asking for a friend who do you think they sent that to me uh see ya your running mate <laughs> buckets literally knew the saying that you messed up and he texted it to me I, don't well, even I did purposely mess it up for the record. <laughs> Whether or not it worked, I did. Uh, I did try. I, I, that was intentional. <laughs> that might be a new T-shirt. Whenever we get it up and running, matchup meets the road. I like it. It's like party at the pay window. Yes, All I can think about is parlay right now. Proppy has a pick that he loves so much. Uncle Dave has a pick he loves so much. You know what's going through my head? Rico Daddle, Brandon Ayuk uh, parlay. How brilliant does that sound? You know sound? what's going through my head? The block button and to take you out of the show. <laughs> With my finger is on right now. Come on. That sounds great, doesn't it? No, not at all. Not at all. But I do know what sounds great. A little bounce back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they need a current number 13 to do it. So instead of focusing on... On putting three things together, how about putting one good pick together coming out of Jacksonville? Can you do well, that I, for me? Well, actually, Coach, I would add this to my Uncle Dave proppy parlay because this is my play of the week. Christian Kirk over 58 and a half receiving yards at minus 130. A little juicy, but is what it is. The Titans generally play too high coverage over their last four or five games. Against too high coverage, Christian Kirk has a 27% target share a 33% air yard share, and a 35% first read share. He has 75 or more yards in four of his last six games. And the Titans, by the way, have yielded the league's fifth most catches and ninth most receiving yards to wide receivers. Just feeling this is another good, consistent game for Christian Kirk. Not sure it's a spike game like Proppy said with IU, but I could definitely see this one going up to 75 or more. So I'm playing Kirk over 58 and a half confidently. So Matthew has a question for you on this particular, this 58 and a half is the number. Yep. Uh, Matthew wants to know, do we take it up to 150 or 200 when we ladder it? Let's, let's scale it down coach. Let's just maybe a hundred seems okay. But outside of that, I don't want to go too big here. Proppy's Proppy's aiming for the the world this week with Ayuk. I'm not going that far. (laughs) By the way, uh, Bobby says I'm taking over on Ayuk line 75 plus a hundred plus. You like that Proppy? Yeah, I do. And just to clarify, uh, when I say that there's a potential for a spike week, that's not me like projecting that it's going to happen. It requires the other team to push the other team into a specific game environment. The probability of that being somewhere, you know, 10 to 25 or 30 percent. So while the potential is there, I'm not suggesting it's going to happen. That being said, I love Brandon Ayuk and I would play his alt lines in addition because I do think when we're looking at his potential range of outcomes, there are some where he goes absolutely nuclear. Hashtag educate and entertain, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, Matt says my employees keep calling me and interrupting the show. Don't they know what time it is? Shaking my head. Matt, I say the same thing about buckets. The exact same thing about buckets. Now, we've got a few more picks to get to. But before we do that, I need to hear from just one more of our incredible partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, uh, my apologies, EC. I was just looking at the two games I just cashed, courtesy of myself. Northern Illinois, thank you. And Dayton, thank you. But were you on any, either one of those games today? Coach, it's it's football season. I'm not there yet with college basketball betting just yet. We'll focus on that in January. Clearly. Clearly. Okay. <clears throat> It hurts. I know it hurts. Now, Uncle Dave, I'm coming over to you because when I see a line that is eight and a half, and I know that that's just a lock, one of my TikTok locks of the week, we, we get that. But the Lions won't have to do very much this week, I believe, to get past the Bears, which could then lead to what? It could lead to Jared Goff not having to throw a lot of passes. So I'm taking the under on Jared Goff, 34 and a half pass attempts at minus 121. And this is a curious number. He's averaging about 36 attempts per game. Chicago's allowing 36, 37 pass attempts per game. So why so high? Well, Coach, you kind of just laid it, or why so low, I guess I should say. Coach, you just laid it out for me. I think this is a game where he goes under. And Goff has thrown 33 or more times in all but two games this year, the two games, blowout wins with David Montgomery on the field. Every single other game he's playing this year, either Montgomery left with an injury, Montgomery didn't play at all, or the Lions were in a competitive game. They needed Jared Goff, and he threw. And I'm not ruling out Chicago being competitive, but even if they are, the Lions can stick to the run to topple them. They've got David Montgomery. He used to play for those Bears probably as a revenge game on his mind. And here's one more thing. And this is something that I noticed. And this is one where it took a little bit of digging to do. Detroit plays next Thursday against the Packers at home, right? Lions on Thanksgiving. Tradition. Holiday tradition. Last year, week 11, blowout win over the Giants. The Lions reeled in Jared Goff considerably. He handed off more than he threw in the fourth quarter. Guess how many pass attempts he had that day? If you set a number higher than 30, you're wrong. If you set a number higher than 27, you're wrong. If you set a number 26 or lower, you were probably <laughs> yeah, wherever it's going. It was it was 26 attempts. But that's the point is that he might not be asked to throw much if the game's in hand because they got another game to prepare for four days later. Jared Goff under 34 and a half pass attempts per week. Per what? 34 and a half pass attempts at minus 121. Dave, I'm going to make your point even better for you. You said blowouts and all these different things. Let's just go back to last week for a second. How many points did Detroit score? 41, correct? Yes. How many attempts do you think Jared Goff had in a 41-38 performance? Uh, did he not get to 35? 33 attempts mm. last week. 23 for 33 last week for 333 yards. The team rushed for 200 yards, courtesy of your boy, David Montgomery, with a buck 16. 
that could happen again. 41 points, and he only threw it 33 times. That's why Uncle Dave is hashtag next level. So we go from next level to EC. Now, it could be the same level. It, It came out wrong. Completely came out wrong. However, there has been a quarterback in northwest New York that maybe he isn't as good as what we all thought everyone told us he was supposed to be. So with all the turmoil, where do you find value? Well, this is a synergy play coach with Proppy's James Cookbet from earlier in the show. I'm going Josh Allen under 241 and a half passing yards at minus 115. First of all, we don't know what the weather is going to be like in Buffalo, but generally it's never that great. There is a chance of rain, snow, some combination of that that I've never been in in my life and, and wind. Also, we, we're not used to that here in Arizona. Uh, so that's a factor. The Jets also, in their last three games against Josh Allen, they've held him to 205, 147, and 236 this year in week one on that Monday night game. Only two quarterbacks this season are over this number against the Jets, Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. Last year, it only happened four times. I know Joe Brady's a a smart offensive mind, but I think Buffalo is going to focus on the run this week, including with Josh Allen's legs. I think his under 241.5 passing yards seems like a good bet. I think it seems like a good bet, too. I apologize. I got a little distracted because I was trying to read through the, the chat to get some actually real legitimate questions. But all I see, every other name, is yours. You're on your A game today, Big Cheesy. Genius, Mark. Only two. Only two? Only two. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. We like to end this show a little bit differently than any other show that we do. I like to ask my guys. Of the other props on the show, what do they like the most? So, EC, I'll come right back to you. When you look at the board, what do you like? I absolutely love Proppy's uh, under 54 and a half for Aaron Jones. It was going to be one of my plays until I saw that he had it on the site first. So that's a great pick. I just don't know what to expect from Green Bay's rushing attack. A.J. Dillon's still getting more run than you would hope as a Packers fan, as I would. And I love Dave's uh, pick of Matt Prater over one and a half field goals. Love the trends that Houston giving them up. Cardinals offense is actually competent with Kyler Murray. All right. Proppy. I like those two, unfortunately. Which two do you like, big boy? He doesn't have his glasses on right now. Let me see. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with EC's Brandon McManus. I love the teeter top theory. I thought that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm going to go with Josh Allen's under passing yards. I told EC yesterday I thought that was a really, really sharp look against the Jets. The Jets, uh, number one in PFF's coverage grade, their secondary Long for the last couple of years has had the reputation, but they're playing as well as that reputation uh, is. So I think uh, that's a great look. He struggles against the Jets quite a bit. And then as far as Dave's are concerned, I like the Rico Dallow look. I expect Dallas to win this game handily against Carolina. They're bottom three in literally every single defensive rushing metric. And Dallow's been an explosive option who deserves more touches. Yeah, and I don't think that uh, Dallas wants to risk Tony Pollard getting hurt as well. So this could feed right into that, which I absolutely love. All right, Uncle Dave, talk to me. I like Jaden Reed over 35 and a half receiving yards. I I low-key think that he's the best receiver in Green Bay right now. And we didn't really talk much about Jordan Love, but I think Jordan Love played pretty well last week. So that's going to be a prop that I'll put a little sprinkle on myself. And then Proppy's Garrett Wilson over 65 and a half receiving yards. 
really stands out to me. That Bills defense just really isn't that good, and the volume is so much in Garrett Wilson's favor. We talked a lot about how he doesn't have a good quarterback, but the mm-hmm. quarterback that he's got is making it work with him. So that's one that I would take as well. Real quick before we get out of here, the breaking news that came down about two hours ago, and I didn't want to do it at the start of the show because it kind of would have clogged up the flow, but we found out, according to Adam Schefter, several other people, that Joe Burrow will be out for the season now with a torn ligament in his throwing wrist. Devastating for the Cincinnati Bengals, but from a betting perspective it changes everything so i'd love to get all of your thoughts because not only is about the afc north it's about the playoffs it's about player props everything's affected when you have a top flight quarterback and you take him out of action ec when you heard this what were your thoughts well my thoughts were the other week coach you asked which what's your favorite afc bet we were doing with either the monday or thursday night show and i said i love the bengals in the afc I don't love the Bengals in the AFC very much anymore. I'll say that. Listen, I don't think Jake Browning is going to be an utter disaster. He did show, uh, I guess, a little bit last night. But Jamar Chase's fantasy value, gone down the toilet. We're staying away from Bengals props right now, unless maybe some Joe Mixon in the rushing game. Yeah, that's a great point, Uncle Dave, that EC just brought up, is that in fantasy, we're getting to the part of the year where you got to have your stud show up. This is devastating news, no? Tell me about it. I've got Joe Burrow on my dynasty team, and I'm in the process of trying to win the league, quote-unquote, going for it. And my chances of winning just took a massive hit. You don't even want to know who my backup quarterback is. Here's another point. They play the Steelers twice before this season ends, before even Week 18. And then they play Kansas City later on. You don't think that those matchups, which would have been very competitive with Joe Burrow, have just now gone the tubes for Cincinnati? And then one more point, and this is going to make people really frustrated if you've got Jamar Chase or T. Higgins on your fantasy team. If if the Bengals continue to struggle and they don't win because their defense hasn't been playing well, what's their motivation to keep those guys on the field if they're not at 100%, specifically T. Higgins? The trade chart has been updated at CBS Sports Fantasy. The values for everybody on Cincinnati right down. I encourage you guys to watch fantasy football today. If you're heavy into fantasy, they will break all this down. They'll try to help you with trades and trying to get a new guy, but that's the show you want to watch. I promise you, that's the show you want to watch. Proppy, your thoughts here on this one. Uh, yeah, I would just agree with what both gentlemen said. I think it's just a brutal development for the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously shaping up to be a lost season. It's a shame because Joe Burrow had really started to look like the Joe Burrow, who was a viable MVP candidate. And then as far as, you know, uh, the trickle down effect for guys like Jamar Chase completely caps limits his upside. Uh, so yeah, just a massive impact for all Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I don't think the team in such a competitive division has really any chance to be uh, competitive. So yeah, I think it's going to be a lost season for them, unfortunately. And they can't really go out and get anybody. They just paid him max value. Like he's at what, $240 million pretty much guaranteed. They're stuck. This sucks for a lot of reasons, boys. Thank you very much for that last part. So This is all the damage that we can do. I want you all to have a great weekend. It's going to be super, super busy. Follow all my guys on social media because it never stops starting tonight and heading all the way through Sunday. Do not forget we have two big shows on Sunday for you. Also, if you're a college football fan, you haven't watched our mega preview, you still have time. I promise you, you want to watch it before the games tomorrow. It's live in your feed right now. So with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is.
You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. Ryan Tiger, Lobo, Uncle Dave, Proppy, EC, my main man, Snake, the executive producer of the entire brand. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you every time so we can win with you is what we're all about right here at the early edge. Good luck. Thank you.